You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. Welcome to the show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today, gaptaz.org.au. Doing the show live from Kia Hobart this morning. How good, as always, joined by my two lovely gentlemen next to me, Breddy Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie, and a third lovely gentleman, Tim Ward from Tassie Tigers. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Don't think we've got, don't think we've got Tim Ward. Oh, you got me now. Having a couple of tech problems to start the start the show. How good's that? We love it. <laughs> love a, love a tech problem to kick <laughs> off the show. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. Oh, it just where is uh? Have we got you, Tim? You got me now. Have you got me now? Now I've got you. Hang on. Now uh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> Tim, how are you this morning? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Sorry about that. No, don't be silly. All good. Thanks for joining the show. We've uh, we've got you first cab off the rank, so you said you'll be setting the bar high. But welcome to the show. We've uh, we've loved watching you. You've had a great season so far. Um, second leading run scorer um, for the Tassie Tigers. How has the season been for you so far? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, personally, I've gone pretty well. I haven't converted some good starts I've made, but. Uh, that hopefully will come later on in the season and I'll win a couple of games for Tassie. But overall as a team, I think we're going in the right direction and uh, and hopefully we can win some silverware this year. Yeah, let's hope. And uh, obviously from New South Wales, this is your second season um, with Tassie. As just a whole being, like obviously living in Tassie now, um, how do you feel about the lifestyle change from New South Wales to Tassie? Have you Have you fallen in love with the place? Yes, I have. I love it. I, I really don't think I could uh, could move back. My my girlfriend came down, and it Aww. sort of been it's been home ever since. Um, but yeah, the, the people here are awesome. The guys around the Tassie squad made me feel at home straight away, and uh, it, it's just a yeah, great place to live, especially when the sun's out. Although when the clouds are about, it's um, it can be pretty miserable sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, uh, I was reading. During the week after um, a hot start for you to the season and, and, and some success last year, reading online, New South Wales cricket support is very unhappy that, that you departed, came to Tassie and are doing quite well. Uh, is, it, is it difficult to play against New, New South Wales, knowing that, that, that potentially you know, had you stuck around there was, and, and, and this form carried the way it has, that, that maybe there was a shield spot there for you? No, I've sort of put that to bed when I, when I moved down here. I feel really comfortable at, at Tassie and um, I'm really thankful to, to Jeff Vaughan for, for getting me down here. But my first second 11 game against New South Wales, I was pretty nervous and I thought, oh, I better, 
better go out there and make a big score and sort of, and prove them wrong. Um, but ever since that, well, I failed in that game. Uh, ever since that, I've uh, tried to put that aside and and I think I've done that pretty well. I got a, a couple scores in the second eleven game last year and then uh, went okay this week. So I think that's all behind me now. Tim, just having a look at some of your stats in the shield form, you've got 956 runs in first-class cricket, just a tick under 45. There's been a fair bit of talk around you potentially pushing into the Australia A camp and then even higher honours. Do you reckon you've got what it takes to, to play cricket for Australia? I'd like to think so in the future. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm playing. Obviously, to win competitions for Tassie, but uh, to push for higher honours at some point. Um, 50s and 60s and... 70s aren't going to cut it, aren't going to push me into spots like that. Um, I believe you've got to knock the door down uh, from guys ahead of you in the, in the spots above. Uh, so hundreds and, and big hundreds are the key to doing that. And I think I've got some starts so far, but I haven't really capitalised and uh, won games for Tassie yet. So that's the next step for me. We heard we heard Jordan Silk sort of say, you know, he's tapped George Bailey on the shoulder a few times, saying that you and, and Julia are in contention for those higher honours. Uh, what do you think it's it's going to take? You mentioned you need to bang the door down. Has there been any sort of conversation with those with Cricket Australia? Oh, I see Bales about occasionally down at Blunston. Um, we just sort of talk and I ask him, you know, um, you know, where do I need to be? What kind of things uh, are they looking for? Um, but it's sort of just uh, to get a gauge. It's nothing serious. Uh, I, I just need to focus on what I'm doing now and not look too far into the future. Uh, we've still got, I think, six Shield games left, and uh, I think we need to win, ideally, more than three of those. Uh, so that's that's the that's the thing I'm looking forward to um, in the near future. And Tim, you, you made your List A debut uh, in the last one-day game, um, batted through the middle order. T- tell us about the challenges for you in, in being, you know, in, I don't, I don't want to put you in a box over here, but you're a bit of a Red Bull specialist, I guess. If people say the name Tim Ward, they think of Red Bull runs. What, what's, what's the challenge for you in uh, being able to integrate into that one-day team and, and being successful through the middle order? Uh, I think the key for me is being really good against the spin, uh, and coming out there really positively and trying to move the game forward and uh, you know making sure that I'm not um, chewing up balls for no runs early on in my innings and, and, and just giving that strike back to the, the in batter, uh, which is something I didn't do when I uh, made my debut last month. Uh, but that's something that uh, is a key for me to succeed uh, and then also have a power game at the back end of the innings to to finish that off and then uh, just just um, following up on that how do you how do you kind of manage yourself throughout the big bash league is there a potential deal on the table somewhere or do you just chill out try and face some red ball um, and get home maybe maybe even spend some time with the family yeah no there's there's nothing on the table for me uh, which is okay I uh, yeah I get a good opportunity to spend a week or two back in Sydney with family for Christmas and and uh, just take my mind off cricket for a little bit, uh, which which is really good for me. I can sort of step away from the game, refresh, come back, and hopefully score a lot of runs for Tassie in the Shield again in the back now, half now, of the season. 
Tim, not to pump up your tyres too much, but your cricketing stocks have risen exponentially. We know not long before you were contracted to Tasmania that you were playing second-grade club cricket for Parramatta in Sydney. What has actually clicked to get you from that period where you've been playing club cricket, plying away on the suburban cricket fields of Sydney to get you into that first-class arena? Uh, I think as a junior, I I, I was really good at um, defending and, and leaving, and I, I was quite small, so I didn't really have the ability to score lots of runs and hit through the field. And as I've grown up and, and went through second grade and, and first grade at Parramatta, I started to develop those things and, and also kept the um, occupying at the crease part of it as well. And I turned the 30s, 40s, 50s into hundreds and big hundreds and uh, and then sort of pushed my way through and then came down to Tasmania and, and tried to do the same thing. And uh, the good thing about Tasmania is that uh, they pick guys out of club cricket. So I was... Uh, there was no second 11 in the year I came down, so I was lucky enough to score some runs in club cricket, get some runs in the final, and then uh, get picked out of that in first-class cricket. Yeah, Tim, we've um, we've absolutely loved having you on the show this morning. We love uh, loving watching the Tassie Tigers, especially now uh, earlier in the week that the, the sun was out a, bit, a little bit, hopefully have some more sun out for the rest of the season. But uh, we've loved having you on the show, and best of luck for the rest of the season, um, you, um, no doubt you'll keep smashing it. And enjoy a little bit of time off over Christmas as well. It's nice that you get to have that, that little break to reset too. So thank you very much for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on six. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. Saturdays in Tassie, Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, Bailey Kenzie with you this morning. As always, doing the show for Taz Racing, foster or adopt a greyhound today, gaptaz.org.au. Holly. And we're here in Kia. I was about to say, it's important to, to mention that we're here, here at Kia this morning. Absolutely. And I've got to say, their, uh, their new Sportage SUVs are remarkable. They yeah, are really nice. Kia is no longer that, that brand that, you know, that your grandma drives. You know those the, the old school little bubble cars, Beautiful. but they, they yeah they are now an extraordinary vehicle. Um, Absolutely, really really clean lines and uh, definitely well worth uh, definitely well worth the investment. I think thirty eight k for a for a brand new Kia Sportage. Yeah, absolutely, very very nice. Now there's been plenty going on around the state. A lot of talk about this stadium, Bailey. We are going to get the premiere on pretty shortly. Um, but what do you know so far about this? about what's happening here. Well, yesterday really was the moving day, Holly. We, we saw Gil McLaughlin fly in the day before yesterday and, and what was put forward yesterday was an in-principle commercial arrangement for the team to be put forward. Now, we'll chat with the Premier shortly and find out exactly what that does mean, but it is a positive step for Tasmania. It is the first kind of formal guarantee, the first kind of official agreement. Um, and what we heard yesterday is it is very much contingent on the stadium, contingent on the delivery of a stadium because we know we can't have a world-class AFL team without a world-class stadium. So it's been, yeah, very much the moving day yesterday in terms of what's to play out. We heard from some other political figures yesterday. We heard from Jeremy Rockliffe's federal counterparts who said that that money isn't the best use of taxpayer money. So Mm. 
A lot of voices yesterday and a lot of opinion around that. Still no clearer, though, in terms of when we might see our first Tasmanian, Tasmanian Devils team run out onto Mac Point. There is no actual date set as, as of yet, so it'll be very interesting to clear that up. Mm, well, let's, let's go to a break and let's try and dial him up because I'm keen to get some answers on a, on a few of these looming questions around our stadium that we feel like we've been talking about for so long and feels like we're just on the cusp of maybe getting some clarity around it. But we are here at Kia, of course, um, and it's just it's great. The showroom looks excellent. We're so excited to be here for Kia, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, Bailey Kenzie with you this morning for Kia, Hobart Kia, movement that inspires. And of course, Bailey, did you want to reveal our very special guest this morning? Well, Holly, we know it's been a massive day in the context of a Tasmanian AFL team. Gillan McLaughlin flew down yesterday to meet with our very own Premier, Jeremy Rockliffe, who joins us now. Good morning, Premier. Good morning, Bailey, and good morning, team. Hey. Hey, good morning. morning. Well, first of all, Premier, we'll cut right to it. You've, you've secured an in-principle agreement on commercial terms for a Tasmanian team. Can you explain to us what that deal is contingent upon and, and in layman's terms what that actually means? So what we've secured is an in-principle deal on those commercial terms. So we're talking about the commitment to the High Performance Centre, which we uh, plan to, you know, design and build by 2025 so our team could have the best of facilities of course but also that 12 million dollars over 12 years uh, commitment for uh, the club commencing in 2027 uh, and matters pertaining to uh, governance and things we have to work through still of course with that interprincipal agreement and so that's a huge step forward so we can go forward with uh, some certainty as we the clubs make their final decision. We're very confident about that. We wouldn't have made the announcement yesterday without uh, that confidence. And for a team to be really sustainable into the future, of course, we're now, uh, we've already committed to the new stadium on Macquarie Point, which is so tremendously exciting for all uh, Tasmania, in my my humble opinion. I know it's got some detractors, of course, but this will ensure the success (laughs) of the team. We know that the stadium, like you said just there, is so integral to all of this. And, of course, your government's committed $375 million. But there is the other half to make up. Were you passing the hat around at the, the Hearts and Minds Investment Conference yesterday asking for a bit of cash from the private backing? But on a, on a serious note, how integral will private backing be to this, to this stadium? Well, of course, private equity may well be part of that. Our key stakeholder, of course, is the federal government. And I've been very pleased that the Prime Minister is open to discussing this in the business case. And I would hope to be sitting down with the Prime Minister with the business case uh, before Christmas. And not too soon after that, we'll have moved forward with uh, some certainty. And look, we want to make sure we get this right. Um, We've seen examples of other teams... Uh, coming into the competition nationally. I won't go into that in terms of their uh, challenges, but, you know, we've fought for decades to get our Tassie team and we've got to make sure we dot every I, cross every T and get this right. And part of that is ensuring we have a world-class venue on which we 
know will attract uh, the best of teams, but also ensure that the crowds are there as well. And a roof stadium on the waterfront uh, in Macquarie Point, uh, livening up southern Tasmania, spreading the benefits right through Tasmania, and an arts, cultural, entertainment precinct uh, where we can attract concerts. This is more than AFL. Concerts, uh, other sporting codes, uh, is a tremendous opportunity. So while this is important for the AFL team, I see this is a huge economic enabler for uh, Tasmania, which is why it's bigger than that. It's bigger than AFL, uh, but it's important for the AFL to be sustainable and our team to be sustainable into the future. And Premier, being a, a former cricketer, I guess my, my, my question is what happens to Blunston and uh, Cricket Tasmania? I mean, I know that secretly they're, they're searching for a, for a high-performance facility themselves uh, and, a, and, a, and a site for that. And it, it look, early days, obviously, around the stadium. But yeah, any insight into, into what will become of Blunston and what happens for, for, um, for cricket in this space? Yeah, Brett, I recognise that, and it's a question we get. I think there is a future for uh, Bell Reef, and we'll work through with Cricket uh, Tasmania to ensure that they get the best of facilities as well. I mean, of course, Cricket will be an opportunity in the new stadium as well, and we've got an iconic uh, venue in terms of Bell Reef as well, and a wonderful uh, test arena uh, as an example. And I would like very much Bell Reef to be part of the future in terms of uh, sport in Tasmania and particularly obviously uh, cricket but we'll have to work through that and ensure that's a sustainable future for that facility as well. We know that the new stadium is going to be quite a precinct it's not just not just the AFL as you mentioned there but it is going to come at a pretty hefty cost to your government of 375 million dollars and that's just at this stage nothing that's at the very early stages of the project. There's been some other politicians, namely a Tasmanian senator who, I guess, lies on the same side of politics as yourself, John O'Dunium, coming out yesterday to say that the deal should not have been contingent on the stadium and that there are more pressing matters that the taxpayers' money would have been better spent on, uh, like, namely, education and health. You're the health minister, of course, as well. Do you believe the deal should have been contingent on that stadium and how confident are you of balancing the needs of health and education with that outlay of $375 million for a stadium? Yeah, good question, Bailey. And look, uh, I invest, we invest uh, almost $7.5 million every day into health. And when it comes to infrastructure, we're putting $1.5 billion into health infrastructure, including new mental health precincts and hospital redevelopments and the like over the course of the next decade and so there's no shortage of money going into health and education new schools and one of the reasons why we need to continue to grow the economy invest in infrastructure uh, create uh, an economy around an arts entertainment cultural precinct uh, and create the jobs with that is so we can continue the momentum of growing the economy employing people and that transfers into uh, the benefits of so we can afford uh, those essential services. And look, you know, we, governments need to walk and chew gum at the same time. And I recognise the opposition to uh, the stadium, uh, but, you know, uh, no one's ever going to die wondering um, while I'm Premier. Um, we've got to seize every opportunity that we can. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that's pain. That's painful. Uh, as I said yesterday, you know, no pain. Uh, no gain. And oh, there's a lot to gain from, um, if you like, recreating 
a waterfront precinct, uh, which is effectively a wasteland uh, right now, and transferring uh, and transforming that area and ensuring that all the economic benefits through that. I mean, this is going to be a stadium and a precinct, six minutes walk just about to Salamanca and then into the centre of the city. It'll um, create enabling infrastructure and the Bell Reef ferries from the eastern shore, the northern transport uh, corridor to the northern suburbs, for example. I mean, this is huge enabling infrastructure that can have benefits way outside an AFL team. And that's why we announced a few months ago our commitment to that investment, um, as it's, of course, important for the AFL to be sustainable as well. Mm. Premier, I'm super excited about this and I get um, a feel that, you know, uh, waddling along um, to watch the footy down from Salamanca is going to have a real feel about it that uh, feels familiar and nostalgic for me being originally from Victoria, going up Swan Street out to uh, out to watch the footy at the G. So I'm, I'm really excited about this and, and pumped that we're, you feel like we're finally on the cusp of, of really getting this thing and and seeing our team come to life. But I have to ask you, I'm a North fan as well. So what happens now? Could you explain a little bit about um, obviously North and Hawks and and the Tasmanian support of that um, in the interim? Because, you know, I still want to see my Rubois out there. Yeah, no, of course. And um, I'm a Blues fan myself. (laughs) Uh, They don't come to Tassie too much. but No, uh, well, they might with the new team. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They might with a new team, absolutely. Um, And... As, of course, you're walking down to the new stadium from Salamanca, all on the right-hand side will be that beautiful water precinct as well, Polly. But, look, we want, we've had great partnerships with uh, both Hawthorne and uh, North Melbourne. And, of course, Port, uh, North Melbourne deal directly with TT Line, and they're going through some negotiations at the moment. Uh, but yesterday's announcement was uh, significant in terms of that in-principle agreement to provide some security, at the very least, for next year for, uh, in my view, both teams. And um, Hawthorne is a great example of that. Hawthorne's been a tremendous um, partnership with Tasmania for almost two decades. They've been good corporate citizens. Uh, Yes, um, we've supported them and we've got the sponsorship benefit from that. But we need to uh, sit down with uh, both teams and work through the transition to our team in 2027. And that's commenced uh, effectively... um, over the course of the last uh, little while and, um, you know, we'll see Hawthorne content once again uh, and fixtures in northern Tasmania next year. Premier, the the question on many people's lips this morning, we've seen Gil McLaughlin and the AFL come down to Tasmania a few times in the last few months. When are we going to see that formal announcement that the Tasmanian team is a thing? What is left to play out and how soon... How, how far away is it before we see the Tasmanian Devils run out at Mac Point for the first time? Uh, well, I'd like to see them out there in 2027. That's our timeline. And, yeah. of course, we've got the High Performance Centre, which I think I mentioned uh, to be constructed by 2025. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're not too far away. Yesterday was a big step forward. Uh, I would like it to be uh, done and dusted as soon as possible. I don't know media love timelines and so you should you're there to provide information for um, the Tasmanian community Uh, but of course um, I would like that certainty as soon as possible uh, so we can start planning uh, and you know working on this and you know kick-starting this uh, Tassie team which we've been wanting for decades 
uh, straight away. Uh, the earlier we can start, the earlier we can ensure that we do have the best do the best job of it. Frankly, to ensure that when we are out there in the Mac Point Stadium in 2027, uh, that this is a sustainable team for uh, generations, and you know, generations of Tasmanians uh, can you know love their team uh, as much as Holly loves the Roos uh, and everyone else. So this is what it's all about. But it's also about the AFL investing in local footy as well, right across rural and regional uh, Tasmania. I mean, I've been president of a footy club, Latrobe Footy Club, of course, which is, you know, Daryl Bordock, iconic uh, player there and coach there uh, for a number of years. I know what local footy clubs can do for communities in terms of Mm. um, getting young people out there on the ground, training two or three times a week, game day, the social interactions, uh, the support networks around young people when they're going through some tough challenges. Uh, these footy clubs build communities and support communities, and this is part of the equation uh, that will be realised when we get and secure our own team in the national competition. Well, Premier, this is super exciting, and, and thank you for all your, your hard work. Go get us our team, and we'll look forward. In 2027, in my crystal ball, we'll all be sitting up there watching, uh, watching Tassie run out, and we can, have a, we can raise a, a plastic cup in the stands with a beer um, in celebration of our team. But thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure with me, and thank you, Holly, uh, Brett and Barry. It's been great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you live from Kia Hobart. How good's this? Beautiful bus, the Sports Hunch, car of the year. <laughs> We're you can't, at you can't fail. It's, they are a beautiful-looking car. They certainly are. Um, how good? Yeah, the, the Premier was super impressive. Yep. Um, yeah, really sold cool. Sold it really well. I, I've, I've always always had those the, those concerns, similar to John O'Dunham, that um, uh, spoke yesterday around the concerns around education and health. And, and, and after yeah. hearing some of the, um, some of the data, uh, some of the, the, the numbers being spent in those areas, um, you feel more comfortable. Yeah, with that. And, yeah. And, and yeah, as, as long as it's three seventy-five million, and uh, and we don't have to chip in an enormous amount beyond that to ensure that it happens. Yeah, um, I, I can I can see the benefits, and and and, and perhaps more importantly, can see the benefits in. Um, the Premier spoke about uh, the northern uh, travel lines uh, yeah. through through the northern suburbs, so you know the potential of the light rail. Yeah. Um, our ferries uh, system um, across to the eastern shore, which is something that the Brisbane does really well. And if you've spent a lot of time in Brizzy, yeah. but you can get anywhere uh, yeah. via the river, yeah. which is it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you know, if if, if we can create similar uh, public transport systems as you know Brisbane on the river and 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 some light rail uh, through to the northern suburbs, I think I think that actually helps us in in general. I mean, I'll give an example. I drove from Cambridge to Kingston. Um, Thursday afternoon, it took me an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. To 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 nav like to to navigate the yeah. traffic. So, um, you, you can imagine, it, it, given the, the the current infrastructure, if there are a whole bulk of people trying to get to Macquarie Point, um, given you know the the existing um, 
transport and travel lines, mm. um, it's it's going to be an absolute nightmare. So the light rail and the, uh, and the and the ferry system will be integral, I think, to to the success of it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I'm excited. And it, it is cool. It, Macquarie Point is such an awesome location for this as well. And mm. I think it'll create a real buzz around Salamanca before a game and everyone will walk up to march, do the march up together. And it's so exciting. Yeah, I, re- I really liked your reference to um, King Street in... Is it King Street? King Street. What, what's, which is the street? Swan Street. Swan Street. Sorry, the Swan Street Hotel. You're thinking of Sydney, I think. At the far end of, of Swan Street, there's a really dirty little pub that's um, <laughs> ventured heaps. Yeah, Swan Street, sorry. And the scenes after grand final day... Oh, um, I mean, they shut off Swan Street when Richmond well, won Richmond the grand got, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got shut down. There was a, yeah. uh, a guy had to abandon his car Mate, in the middle was, of the road. Mate, it was crazy. <laughs> and, but not only that, as people go for dinner, they'll go for a couple of drinks, meet mm. their friends after work in Richmond and Swan Street, and then they'll walk up to the G and then walk back for a late-night snack that's after amazing. the game. Like, I think Kebab. that's what we'll have. Yep, that's <laughs> what we'll have here. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. So... Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome to hear that it's that it's close. Yeah. Um, and you know, like like we've spoken about the whole way through, as long as those financial parameters mm. stay firm, mm-hmm. um, and there, you know, there there isn't an increase in that, I think I think there there is a significant win. And yep. uh, you know, we will have our own team, Absolutely. which is just beyond exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. Mm. We're gonna get our Tassie jumpers on. Yeah, still well, going to keep your dual membership with the Hawks. I think by the time twenty twenty seven rolls around, I'll be in a in a triple XL. This oh is the God. problem that Don't each stop. year it just it continues Whatever. to. I'm on five kilos a year no, <laughs> at the moment, won't, so it might be a might be a quad XL. It could be could get big, but um, I just can't wait. If there's a membership tomorrow opens up that gets you a jump up, I'm in. Yeah, hundred. Oh, terrific. Same. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Love to the photo premier holding up the jumper on Twitter. I guess the only concern is that we have a um, Southern Huskies type scenario oh, where, yeah. <laughs> where the we buy Southern the Huskies memberships recipes. and we buy the memberships and everyone's parading in the hoodies and all the merch no, and then, it's not and then happen, it dies. Mate. Let's just hope that doesn't That's happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Definitely not going to happen. We've been, we've been burnt by that in the past. Now, speaking of, of Tassie, our Tassie Jack Jumpers, not so much uh, good luck last night, but we are going to speak with Isaac White pretty shortly. Um, about the game, but did you did you get to catch it last I, night? I didn't see it, unfortunately. Um, but I, I'm I'm really keen to to ask Isaac around the the breakers, and they they seem to be our hoodoo team. You know, they, yeah. they really beat us up. So yeah, uh, keen to get a uh, an insight from him into mm. into into why the breakers are so difficult to play against. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's go to a break, um, and we will get Isaac on. But we are here for Hobart Kia, and we're looking right at a number of beautiful cars right in front of us. Um, but of course, you said the Kia Sportage is your favourite. I'm giving serious thought. Thirty, thirty-eight thousand really? is for a brand new car of that shape and quality. Uh, yeah, I could, I could invest in that. I think. Mm. Yep. Kia Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. We'll be back after this break. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie, as always. Jack Jumper's update for Gap Taz. It's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au. Jeevesy, we are joined by our for the second time, second time on the show. Isaac White, thanks for joining the show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we 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 are good, mate. Uh, 
condolences on on last night. But uh, as always, the Jack Jumpers were out there really fighting. Um, how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, uh, still a little bit tired, and as you said, yeah, a little bit disappointed on the result. But um, ultimately, like we put three good quarters together um, against one of the better yeah. teams in the league, so that's that's positive. But um, you know. There's not many games in this in this season, so we can't let too many of these slip. Isaac, what is it about the breakers that that seems to cause you guys kittens? Um, it's been it's been a bit of a problem this year. Well, a problem, but uh, the breakers have beaten you three times now. You've you've had to play them twice at home. They play a really physical style, very aggressive. What 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 is it about them that's that's so difficult to play against? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're an awesome defensive team and I think uh, we match up interesting, interestingly with them because um, that's kind of our identity too. Um, they are super physical. They like to push us kind of out of our spots, which makes it harder to uh, run our offense from, you know, like the zones, which are, I guess are more threatening. Um, but if you look at the history of the three games um, we've played, like we've, we've been with them or ahead for, for three quarters, but we kind of just have one period where, we let it slip, um, and that was you know, no different yesterday. And Will Magne, Clint Steinle made their returns. Magne, uh, limited minutes, 14 minutes, he, he fouled out in, in that time, but a couple of blocks and a, and a steal in there. What, um, what level of presence do those guys provide, not just on the court, but um, off, off court as well? Yeah, I mean, they're huge for us. I think, as you saw, Magne's, um, you know, our primary rim protector. And, and without him on the floor, we don't necessarily have that um, look. Um, and then, again, him and Clint are both huge, huge for us on the floor in terms of being leaders. I think um, even when they were out, they did an excellent job staying in, um, staying involved and having their voice heard. Um, but now that they're out on the floor, um, they can obviously set the example and also lead the boys um, whilst we're in the thick of it. And... What was the what was the atmosphere like at the stadium last night? Obviously, uh, up in Launceston, so away Sold from out show, I'm pretty sure. away from the I was going to call it the deck, but it's not the deck anymore. It's my <laughs> State Bank Arena. Uh, yeah, t- tell us about Launceston. Was there any game development sessions? Were you out in the schools? Uh, what was the general vibe up there? Yeah, no, it's been really good. We came we came up here um, in the preseason, um, and you know, kind of and anywhere we go within the state, um, we have a warm welcome, and so. Um, that's huge. Um, a couple of the boys did, yeah, went out and visited a school the day before the game. But um, speaking on the atmosphere of the game yesterday, it was awesome. Um, I have not been disappointed with any of the games um, that I've been involved in since being a jack jumper. You can kind of always count on our fans, and uh, it certainly makes a huge difference. And t- tell tell us about your own season, uh, Isaac. How, how how are you feeling? Um, Shown, shown some real glimpses. You've come out, been a bit of a um, bit of a spark plug at times. Um, you know, showed, showed some some good shooting form. Uh, how how are you feeling about your own individual form this season? Yeah, I feel really good. I think ultimately, I'm just trying to lose myself, um, you know, in the game when I when I get on the floor, not think too much about it. Um, I think my role is pretty um, distinct. I know what I've got to do when I'm out there, so I just try to embrace that. And uh, ultimately, you know, when I'm on the floor, I try and help the team. Um, climb, climb on the scoreboard. So, um, yeah, right now I haven't been seeing the floor, you know, a ton. But um, as I said, I'm just trying to embrace the opportunity I'm getting and just trying to be a, a good teammate and help us get some wins. Yeah, well, we're loving watching you. On a on a less um, serious note, I've heard some whispers of um, perhaps that the at my state bank the music 
is louder than other arenas around the country and that some people are saying that uh, we we need to quieten down a little bit. <laughs> Do you find that out of all the arenas that you've played in and then teams you've played for, do you do you feel that My State Bank Arena is is the most roaring? We've heard, I think it was, um, I think it was Corey Homicide Williams who was like, I think he said something like, "If you're a, a team playing the Jack Jumpers, you don't want to be playing down at My State Bank mm-hmm. Arena." Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. It's, it's a very loud, um, loud stadium. It's yeah. obviously very intimate. It only fits, you know, five to 6,000. So um, we kind of have that advantage. But no, I, I would keep everything as it is. I think we have an awesome, <laughs> awesome atmosphere. The music's loud, but the fans are loud too. So yeah. that's kind of the reason why. Um, but no, I'd leave it as is, unfortunately. Does it make it hard, Isaac, with, with on-court communication? I mean, the, the, the music is loud. Um, oh, you know, so so be, being able to communicate, uh, particularly on... On the defensive end, if you've got Magne coming back, he's your anchor, um, and he, he he would be a real key communicator, ensuring that everyone's in the right spots. Does it does it become difficult on on that front? No, they've got it. Down. Yeah, no, it's a good point. No, you're right. It actually does at times. I think uh, like you know, distance does matter. So like if you're in you know pretty close proximity to someone, you can kind of shout in their ear. But if you're as you're saying, if the centre, if Magne's all the way at the back, it is kind of tough. So. Yeah. Um, you've got to be on alert, but I guess you kind of take the, the bad with the good there. But yeah. that that would that would also play into your favour, I guess, in that you're you're across it. You can, you know, as a team, prepare for it. If you're if you're the Breakers or or Brisbane coming down and 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 experiencing that for the for the first time, that would be really difficult for them to navigate. A hundred percent, hundred percent, and you know, communication is a big part of our um, our ethos anyway. So um, no excuses there. Now I've I've got to ask, mate, and I asked this on on behalf of Holly. So Holly's just moved into a into a new flat. Oh my god! Uh, in Sandy Bay, and she's found out that Scott Roth is her neighbour. Um, is oh, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> do, you, do you do you think it will be okay for her to just um, you know live at his house because she's a huge fan? I, I love um, Scott Roth. How 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 should she approach Big Rothy? Uh, yeah, approach with caution. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, I'd say, uh, <laughs> I'd say get get him on a good day, maybe after a win or something like that, um, and he might be a little more welcoming. Um, oh my god, no, no, Roth, he's, Roth is a legend. Roth is a legend. He's been so right. welcoming. It was so funny because I've just moved in and we, I, I came through the gates and obviously walked through the car park and I saw him pull up and I was like. Scott, and I was like, it's Holly yep. from SEN, and I've interviewed him, so he's like, oh, yeah, of course. He's like, what level are you on? I said, oh, I'm on the top floor. He's like, so am I. Oh, what gosh. apartment are you moving you, into? You, you've completely nuffed him out. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I, I won't say the apartment numbers, but we worked out that we are right next door, and, yeah, my roommate was like, yes, we've seen his massive shoes out the, <laughs> out the front of the door. It's hilarious. Oh, Isaac, give, it, give us a bit of an... It, a bit of an insight into the into the great man. Yeah, outside looking in, he's he he's the state's teddy bear. Um, he's emotional. Um, we've all connected with him um, re- really well. He's really adapted to uh, to the Tasmanian way of uh, way of life. He's humble. Um, pr- provide us some insight from a from a playing perspective. Yeah, I mean, kind of what you see is what you get with with Scott. I think uh, yeah, he certainly can be emotional at times, but um, he's an awesome leader. He is very composed, kind of when he needs to be, um, and kind of just has everyone on the same page. I think when I walked in day one, um, it's very clear that you know there's no favourites, there's no hierarchy. Everyone's got to kind of pull their weight, um, 
and will be kind of um, judged on, on on their actions, not kind of who they are and what their resume is. So um, he, he's been awesome to play for, and I think he's uh, you know the right man for the job um, here in Tasmania. He takes that that, um, that stuff um, super seriously, you know, representing Tasmania as a whole, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm a big, big Scotty Roth fan. And how about you? How are you settling into to Tassie life outside, of, obviously off the court? How are you? Do you love it? Or I think a lot of people come here and they're like, oh, it's a bit. They um, find a little bit hard to settle in if you if you've not been here before or for for an extended period of time. But I mean, I'm I'm not from here originally, but fall in love with the place. So I hope it's been the same for you. Yeah, and no, I've really enjoyed it. I'd say it's uh, still a little bit cool um, for my liking. I got a little bit excited last <laughs> yep. week when we had some some warmth, so I'm hanging on to that. But other yeah. than that, no, I'm, I've been really impressed. Um, I love Hobart, um, and I love, I guess, you know, the mountains and the beaches and everything we've got around it. The nature's beautiful. Um, yep. So I've, I've really enjoyed my time here so far. And Isaac, just before we uh, get to the news and let you get to some breakfast, um, you, you were bought in originally, and I'm going off memory here, bought in originally as a as an injury replacement player. Um, what's what's your current status at the moment with with some of those guys now now coming back? Have you been elevated into the um, into the main contract list, or um, are you are you still unsure as to what the next month looks like? Yeah, no, I, so I originally was signed as um, Clint, uh, Clint Steindl's injury replacement. Um, but earlier in the year, I guess just after the preseason, um, I was extended on as under the title of development player. So I'll be playing, yeah. you know, every game home and away under that title. Um, but now yeah. that we do have a few injuries, um, like yesterday, I was, I was back to injury replacement for, I don't know who, maybe Milton. So it is a right. little bit complicated, yeah. Um, yeah. but it, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to be playing every game. So that's all yeah, that matters brilliant. to me. And I'll just, yeah, I'll be with the boys. Yeah, 100%. Excellent, mate. Well, we can't wait to get back to my state bank and, and watch you play. But um, before you go, how do you feel about your new nickname, Great White? Great White, wow. Uh, that's a new one. I haven't heard that. But, uh, haven't you heard that <laughs> yet? People, people white, yelling no. it for that's the, been, that's the been last three months. The yeah, the great white. I can't believe you haven't heard that. that. Uh, yeah, they've got to say it louder, I guess. I don't know. But uh, no, I'll oh. take that and uh, I welcome all nicknames. Um, I haven't heard one that I didn't like yet. So, well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad I introduced it. you to it. I'm glad I got to tell you because, uh, yeah, it's rocking around the place. It's just not, don't. Just don't, just, be that, just don't be that guy that now goes to practice and says, hey, guys, I've got a new nickname. I'm the great white. You now need to call <laughs> me this because that, that <laughs> never works. Yeah. I'll go tell the boys now that I'm great white now. So. You're the great white. When we talk to the other boys on air, we will say, "How's it? what's it like playing with the great white? And we'll just see what they say. Yeah, we'll, we'll know yeah, if you ran back. Yeah. yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very on much, you, Isaac. Thanks for joining the show and uh, best of luck next game. We'll be there cheering you on, the great white. Too easy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you this morning from Kia Hobart. Hobart, Kia, movement that inspires. How good is this? We've got Lawrence Mooney on the line. Mooney, thanks for joining the show. No worries, Holly, and uh, it's time. always a pleasure to, to join you and Brett, as I did earlier in the year when I was working for Ladbrokes with Glenn Boss. It was fantastic. 
Yes, when um, I I got to see a picture of you guys down at the beach. I think Bossy had his pants pulled oh down at gosh, the time. I, I got a little bit <laughs> too we, much, too much, and I bargained for for that. Um, we made a, um, a deal to all jump into the water at uh, I think it was seven mile and yes. uh, and swim in the cold water, and it was very chilly indeed, very refreshing, very bracing, Polly. Um, yeah. But of course, I'd, I'd returned to Tassie. Just a couple of weeks ago, with the comedians. Oh, uh, that's right. Sam Pang, Mick Malloy, and Marty Sheargold were on the road together. I'm coming to you today from the city of Churches, Adelaide. So uh, we're covering the country, and we had a great time down in Tassie. We're down at Rest Point Casino, and uh, what an iconic place it is. They're about to celebrate 50 years next year, and I believe. Um, the the celebrations include getting Don McLean down, who was one of the first to, yeah. to perform back back in the day. Well, there you go. I didn't even know that. Wow, that's You're a, schooling us this morning. That's a big guess, Don yeah, McLean. That's yeah, huge. All time, jeez. I think, Jeez. I think originally they had the original Jerry Lewis, and they're gonna because Jerry has moved on to the fourth dimension and extra things. They're going to get a Jerry Lewis impersonator down as part of the celebrations. No. But uh, oh, they had goodness. the comedians down there. And I tell you what, we were all uh, <laughs> all born before 73, except Sam Payne. <laughs> he's, the, he's the youngest of the troops. Yep. Uh, I've got to ask, Moons, um, <clears throat> on, the, on the comedians tour, and you, you sound a little raspy this morning. Does it maybe a little... <laughs> It's a little bit of Brian Cad horse in your voice. What's the? Um, does it get a bit loose? What 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 happens on tour? Doesn't always uh, well, stay on tour because you're about to share with us. <laughs> I was very disciplined before the show. Uh, just uh, sandwiches <laughs> and water, um, and so we go on stage. Mick heads up the uh, troupe. PMCs. Sam Hanks first drop. Then Marty Sheargold, and then myself. Um, and then afterwards we looked for a place to go to dinner. We uh, had a few beers, and yeah, I think I think loose is a word you could use, Brett. That's mm. for sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How does it? I, I've, I've always wanted to ask a comedian this, so um, allow me the chance. How mm. how hard is it when you when you get a tough crowd? So you're up there, you've got your material, you know that. Ninety-five percent of the time, it's gonna it's gonna kick a goal. You'll get a laugh, but if it if it falls over, what does that feel like? That feels like a, a fresh kind of hell. Um, <laughs> it's a very difficult thing. You've got to you've got to change it up pretty quickly. That is a very rare experience for a good for comedian. Um, yeah, because yeah, you're I don't a professional. Want to I'm a pro <laughs> and I'm funny, but with a show like this, people have had their ticket. You know. Bought yeah. months in advance. They've oh, yeah. made preparations for dinner. They've got babysitters. They've got parking. And so when they come out, and when we come out, so Sam, Marty, Mick, or myself, there's a huge uh, rush of joy. So it's it's never likely you're going to die um, at one of these shows. Yeah. But, you know, some nights are better than others. Some nights, you know, we've had some wonderful audiences, I've got to say. In Hobart, we uh, played, like I said, at Rest Point. The audience was just super rowdy and really on That sounds point. like a Hobart <laughs> audience. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, a Tasmanian a, audience. We had a heckler in from Bernie, but it wasn't out of control. <laughs> it, was, it just kind of added to the atmosphere. 
is it club from Bernie? Is it is it hard to be like to 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 stay motivated? You know, like you're you're performing, like you said, people of people of um people have bought their tickets in advance. They're excited. There's an expectation that it's going to be it's going to be bang on. If you've had a bad day or you need a bit of a head cold, you've got to go out and deliver. Much like an athlete, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. you know, and I'm sure that you would refer to yourself so, as an but, athlete as well. Yeah, as well, but like that's right. Um, yeah, is it, it? It must be extremely difficult to to stay up all the time. You've just got to make sure that you're right at the right end of the day. So for yeah. us, we have to be you know peaking at eight thirty at night. So you just you, you basically it's a bit more shift work. You're going to stay up a bit later. You're going to get up a bit later. Just you know, kind of uh, condition yourself so that at eight thirty uh, you're ready to go on and and take the roof off. So yeah, it's it, um, it, it's a balancing act. But like anything, you know, if you're travelling a lot, you get it cold. If you're feeling down, it's like yeah. sometimes it's the last thing you want to do. But they call it doctor stage. Um, and when you go on, all of your problems disappear. It's mm. uh, it's miraculous. While you're out there, it's just a joy. Just so much. Fun. It's, it looks like you guys are having so much fun. And, of course, have the, the show tonight um, in Adelaide. And you had one, in obviously, last night as well. Um, your... Uh, I, what would you say, a, a co-host, I guess, as, as part of this Mick Malloy or... Would you say a co-host when you're well, no, your he, crew? He's the, he's the star. He's the star. He's the star. Anyway, no, I'm, that's I'm, obvious. Ollie. If, if you want to give it like positions on a footy field, mix the MC. He's the one yep. that goes out, starts the show. Uh, okay. Then and then it's first, second, and third. But I'm I'm headlining the lineup. Yep, love so, it. Yeah, love that's it. What they call um, me. I have a story to tell you about um, Mick Malloy. So we, as I'm sure I've told you when you were down here in Hobart, but I used to be uh, an agent for athletes and also a few media personalities. And I was working with Fitzy, who, of course, spent a fair bit of time on the front bar with, of course, Sam Pang and Mick Malloy. And Mm. I spoke with a few execs around front bar. And I was told that there was a period in time not so long ago that – Mick didn't have an email or an email address that he used. And so apparently, I use inverted commas, apparently, I would like for you to confirm with him because I hope this is true. But apparently Channel 7 used to have to ring the London Tavern (laughs) to book Mick (laughs) for the front bar. Wow. (laughs) Do you think there would be some truth to that? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this a, is what uh, I'm... He's a mysterious and elusive character. That's amazing. Yet, yes. The fact that he hasn't got an email address is 100% true. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that okay. Is, that is See, I funny. thought this is a pretty funny story, but, but you know, I don't know if it, it's true, but if it is, it's brilliant. Oh, that just that brings me so much joy. <laughs> hey, hey, Lawrence, before we, uh, before we um, let you go back to bed mm. and prepare for tonight, uh, you've That's got a right. book I'm out at the you moment. Yeah, thank Yes, <laughs> you've, I have. Got, you've got a book out at the moment, Embracing Your Limitations, and, and I like the next bit of the cover, How to Accept Your Inner Loser uh, and Win at Life. Can you talk, talk us through, talk us through the, the, the book and uh, the concept and, 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 and how it's all going? Well, Brett, I'm a, a self-help addict. I've uh, read them all. So I – and basically what you do is you make – yeah. 
makes big resolutions, offer it a bit of lip service, tell people about the book you're reading, and then uh, revert back to your normal way of living. Um, so I decided to write a, a self-help parody called Embracing Your Limitations. And uh, so it's, it's all about, you know, um, basically accepting yourself for yourself. So although it's a comedy parody, there is a little bit of a... a a germ, if you like, of self-help about it. And that is, we're all trying too hard. We just need to relax and accept ourselves for ourselves and celebrate the little things in life too. So, um, the idea had been going around for a while and I decided to write it. And it's uh, it's become very popular. <laughs> so, just in time for Christmas, get out and get impressed with the session. If you've read The Power of Now and The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F or Seven Habits of Highly Successful People or Effective People Who Move My Cheese, then this is the book for you because it's the last one you'll read. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go get it. I'll be reading it. for Maybe I'll buy that for you for Christmas, Jesse. Please, yes, yeah. please do. Yeah. How to accept terrific. your inner loser. Is that what it was? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Embracing now, limitations. So yeah, and, and, and if, if, now. if you are entire loser... Um, how do you how do you approach that? So if you're in a loser, just consumes all of you. What well, would what would your feedback you to that be? In a loser, well we're all we've all got an inner loser inside. And if you you know I'll give you an example. If you decide to go on a diet and uh, by Wednesday you wake up on the couch covered in Pringles and there's a bunch Been of cherry rolls wrapped yep. around you, your inner loser has risen up and smited you. <laughs> so just accept who you are. Enjoy the Pringles. I like it. Yeah, this is Enjoy this, the this is the greatest guidance of yeah, all time. I love Excellent. it. I love it. Now tonight's show, um, it, it's set to obviously um, be a big one. Have you had a favourite show and location so far on your tour? You don't have to say Tassie, of course. If it is, that's great. But Tassie was, um, was favourite show. Favourite until last weekend, we did three at the State Theatre in yep. Sydney. Yeah, and uh, that was beautiful. It's a beautiful theatre. It's a bit of a funnel, so it's very broad at the back, goes right yeah, cool. to a point, and uh, the laughter just hits you in the face. So those three were great. But, yeah, we we haven't had a bad one, touch wood, yeah. so we're having a great time. And to travel around with three comedy contemporaries, there's a lot of laughter off stage too. We're having a great time. I bet you are. And when uh, when can we expect you to come back to Tassie? We, we miss you. Uh, I think we'll be booking another date next year. I don't think that that date has been confirmed, but we'll be okay. back to Tassie. Don't you worry about that, Hole. All right. We'll look forward to it. We'll uh, we'll get to the races as well, no doubt. Um, we'll make a, make a good trip of it. We'd love, to, we'd love to have you back. It was good fun last time. We had a wonderful day at the races in Hobart. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a great day out. Absolutely. Well, Mooney, we've taken up enough of your your rest time thank you so much for joining the show and good luck tonight uh to you and and the fine gentleman next to you on stage and uh yeah we can't can't wait to have you back in hobart and you're just you're just always so much fun to chat to i always feel like i've had a good giggle and feel uplifted after speaking with you so thank you so much thank you very much for your time thank you brett and have a great day everyone thanks mate you too thanks mooney we'll be back after this Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. 
That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you this morning from Kia Hobart. Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year. How good. It's a bus. It's You'll... a really slick looking bit of machinery. I'm, I'm, you love it. You I'm, really, I'm really keen on one. I get wonder one. if I can get a deal. <laughs> Here we go. You're going to weasel yourself yeah, a little deal. I'm going to have to go into full Jeezy. sales mode, kind of really, really <laughs> nail them down. Uh, no, I'm... When it comes to buying cars and buying things, I'm atrocious. I'll tell you a funny story. We mm-hmm. we bought a house, and uh, at the house when we looked at it was a um, a boat, like a little um, little dinghy boat with a you know, little motor on the back, and it was on a mm-hmm. trailer. Yep. And so we put it in offer, and then the offer came it was a counter offer, uh, this much with the boat, and we were like, we don't want the boat. We we do not want the boat. Yeah. Um. So we went back, and, and we ended up agreeing to, so you just wanted to terms. No, no, I just wanted the house. Oh right. And they Sorry. they wanted okay. to give us. They wanted to sell us the and, boat and, as and well, with the <laughs> which was bizarre. Okay. But anyway, so um, we we buy the house. We turn up, and the boat's there with a note on it. You can have the boat. Right. So you know, we won on that front. But mm-hmm. then I sold the boat to. Uh, well, I sold the boat to a mate for a. Um, for a two-person canoe, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a swap, bad swap. Yeah. And then I gave the canoe to someone for two cartons of beer. So effectively, I sold a a boat for two a two and a half thousand dollar boat for two cartons of beer. That's where I'm at when it comes to negotiating wow, sales you, and uh, deals. <laughs> not very good at that. <laughs> you know, you know those stories where you know someone starts with a paperclip and they trade up and they end up with. You know, something really significant. Oh, like the oh, I thought you were going to say like that sales thing where you hold the pen and you're like, sell me this pen. No, 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 no. Like there's stories thing. of you know people that start with a paper clip and they'll trade it for a packet of chips and then they'll trade the packet of chips for uh, a car tire and then the car tire and then it, it, you know and they they trade and trade and trade. I I, I went the opposite. Yeah. This beautiful boat and. Um, yeah, ended up with two cartons of beer. So what would you have done with that boat? You would have loved on a, a day like today. You would have been out in the water. No, 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 no. I'm not a water person at all, which is why I traded it for the canoe, then the canoe for the beer. Yeah, but you're still going to use a canoe in the water. <sighs> yeah, it just didn't work out well for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure how I'm going to go negotiating uh, this um, this car. Yeah, which right. I'm really keen on. They're beautiful. The the Kia Sportages. Yeah, they the are. SUV. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Now we've been um, chatting off air about um, cricket. Pat Cummins. Yeah, yeah. A couple some, of interesting comments. Some really interesting comments comments from him during the week that um and and as you know and, and you've seen it. We've spoken about it. You know, across the last month, there's been this real divide in in the old legendary players and and the current crop coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people talking about the Justin Langer um, departure slash sacking, the internal rumblings that that caused that, the the appointment of Andrew McDonald. Um, and yeah, Pat Pat Cummins made a comment the other day that he was talking about preparation for Test match cricket and that his preference is to is to have a centre wicket or have a controlled match environment rather than a four-day game. So, you know, referring to, to, to shield cricket. And there, there was a lot of commentary from former players, uh, particularly some, you know, some, some domestic types who you know, really spent a long time playing professionally in, in domestic cricket. They kind of saw that as a real lack of respect to, to, to shield cricket and, and, and the importance of it in its... Uh, in his pathway and preparation for Test match cricket and creating Test match cricketers, and I, I'll be honest, I was really surprised by it as well that that, that our Australian captain was so was so open to 
you know, sort of suggesting that he'd rather have a centre wicket than than playing shield cricket. I just, it, mm. it just it, it surprised me. I felt like it was quite disrespectful to to to, the, to the um, importance of shield cricket. What's the feedback been like from other players around? Have you noticed any much or? Oh, look, only only social media stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's been you know real Not I, real well. eyebrow raising sort of yeah. stuff. Like why? Why would he go down this path? You know, it's just a, and and shield cricket, particularly through Australia's successes, has been such an integral pathway oh, to to. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. So you know, we we know that a strong domestic um, competition, you know, creates the the appropriate pathway to 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 create Australian Test of match course, players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's mm. so important. That's really interesting. That I don't know. I don't get that. Yeah, it was like I said. It was just it I was it was super surprising, and um, I just I just couldn't work out what benefit there was in him going down that path. Like even if you don't believe it, like hold just just would you say it? No, I just just hold some level of respect for for, for shield cricket and and the important role that it plays. And I I I, I feel like. There is a real genuine disconnect. Yeah, having heard that statement from the Australian but captain, but also like you didn't just walk in to be the Australian captain either. Like he would have, he's gone through the ranks and would understand how important that that level of cricket is as well. So I don't yeah, sort of understand. has played in Shield finals. I think may have even won Shield finals. So um, yeah, but it just which obviously led him to become, uh, you know, a cricketer that can play at the ultimate level for yep. Australia and be captain. So I don't really get. That's all part of his journey as well, so I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, it, like I said, it was it was absolutely bizarre, um, and I, I just really struggled to get my head around it. As did you know a lot of players from from my era, um, and and prior to that as well, um, because you know like like I said, it's 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 proven that the stronger the domestic competition, um, the 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 greatest success totally. the Australian team um, will have. So, hundred percent. Yeah, but I did. I did read this morning also that um, the, the the Pat's gone on a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a relationship rebuilding mission, as you know, kind of doing the rounds, catching up with some of the um, some of the former greats of the game. So, um, yeah, the whole the whole Langer scenario was 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 interesting, and mm. it just is is reflected um, a little bit, I think, in in the crowds, um, particularly throughout the T Twenty World Cup of Australian games. You know, we saw close to a hundred thousand people at the at the Pakistan India oh, games. Unbelievable. And, yeah, yeah. And I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, from all it reports, amazing. it was special. We spoke to Darren Berry about it. Yeah, um, and he just was beside himself. Yeah, and this is a you know he was talking about. Oh, was that. this was this when did you speak with him? Uh, this was uh, I think it was the morning after the Pakistan India game. Oh, so he, wow. he commentated on it for SEN. That's unreal. Uh, and you know he had the above AFL Grand Finals that he'd attended really? um, any any sporting event um, throughout the world. So really really special. But if you look at if you look at the crowds of um, of the other countries compared to Australia's crowds, um, it's, it's pretty damning. And even even the crowd at the Australia England One Day game in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, you know if you, you if you went back ten years that'd be that'd be chockers. Um, yeah. And it was almost empty. So. Uh, yeah, there there are some real concerns around cricket and 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 even locally. You know, we spoke to the premier this morning. What do we about... think? Yeah, where do you think that's going to head now? In when now that obviously this team's going to happen, mm. um, when that happens, we'll find out soon. But what does that do for cricket then? In especially here in Tassie. What yeah, I mean, I've got some I've got some fears for the game. Um, I'm glad you asked him about as well down at Bell Reeve. 
and what that I mean what's gonna I don't know well I mean it it should I guess become a, a standalone cricket venue and, mm. but then what what happens with the Clarence Footy Club who are based would, there as well and then what would they play like big bash games for example and T20 and all of that out at the new stadium at Macquarie Point yeah you would you would think international fixtures and, and maybe the BBL there. would be yeah um some BBL games would, would, would be there. but hey, we might have a T20 game and Katy Perry might be performing here, opening the game. Yeah, that doesn't excite me. Oh, okay. Either, Anyway. Yeah. That really excites me. Should we go to a break? You really, <laughs> you really killed the mood there, mentioning Why? Katy Perry. And she's... You and your young person's music. I love Katy Perry. Okay, well, I'm gonna, we're going to go to a break and I'm going to play my favourite Katy Perry song <laughs> off air. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves live with you from Hobart Kia on Brisbane Street. How good. I've loved being in here today. It's such a beautiful setup in here. Yeah, I've got him down at 37.9. No, you from haven't. 38. No, he hasn't. But he is, of course, <laughs> talking about the Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year. Jeevesy, we need to talk about um, Isaac Humphreys during the week, plays over um, for Melbourne in the NBL. Um, how incredible. You, I, I was literally just about to play you the video because I, I don't know, you haven't seen it, but it's absolutely amazing where he comes out to his his teammates um, and the, all the, the staff around him at, over at Melbourne United. Um, oh, it was so touching. I was bawling my eyes out. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the seen the video. I certainly read uh, the news you and the headlines. And, it, yeah. um, and look, I mean, it was, it, it's it's very brave. Really brave. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it's something that I don't know. It's 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 all I've always found a little bizarre that that it hasn't happened more. Yeah. Um, because you know, sport and and teammates and you know, there is that 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 level of trust and respect, I guess, in in really good sporting um, mm. environments. And so I, I'm 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 surprised that we haven't seen a little more of it. It's um Yeah. But look I hu- guess hu- hugely brave, you know, based on the fact that we haven't for him to come out and, and, and do that yeah. and be open about it. Um but it was it was incredible. I can't so wait con- till we get to a, to a time where I mean I, I think it's it's amazing that we're celebrating this, but I can't wait to get to a time where it's just not even like it's not a th- a thing mm. where we can just be like, oh yeah, like cool, like you know what I mean. Like it's amazing. I love I love celebrating this, but you know, the to to come out and all of that and that process. Like, mm. I hope we get to a stage in society where it's it's kind of just like, well, you're coming out as gay, you're coming out as straight. Like, <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we can you can be There's whoever no you want to be. Yeah, like, yeah. But I just think I, I just it, he was so brave and. The comments and from what from what I see, I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, there's always stupid people that are going to be mm. um, negative, but I've been reading through the comments and there's just some there's some lovely, lovely comments in support of him. Um, I'll read out a few. There was congratulations, Isaac, and to the entire club as a proud and loyal member. I commend all of you. Very significant day for Isaac, his family and friends, and the team club community state and nation i hope this allows uh, allows others to be their true self to rightfully feel and importantly be accepted just outstanding it's so true and yeah, what and a great role model and 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 that's where it 
in the in the current day and and and, and environment, mm. it is it is going to take more people like Isaac to to put their hand up and 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 come out yeah. to create that that environment that you're talking about where you know it's just it, it just doesn't matter anymore that you know hey you know what in the in the last five years so many people have 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 come out and 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 you know kind of opened up about their sexuality and mm. that it just becomes oh another one doesn't matter anymore let's yeah. stop this you know so it, it actually has to there almost needs to be an overload of of, yep. of, of people expressing that mm. um for there to become just a almost a dismissive nature of it that well hey mate it actually doesn't matter yeah like, like it's all good yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah that's right it, totally yeah. and yeah. there were so many comments as well saying um like you're literally going to save lives absolutely and it, it's a hundred percent true there are um like in terms of suicide rates and mm. um depression rates for for um gay males mm. in particular is is just like just I can't even find actually, the words. It's actually, I'm not sure if you were in the state at the time, but Jimmy Faulkner, um, Jimmy Faulkner posted a, a picture of him and, and a local public and one of his mates, Robbie Jubb, mm. um, and kind of and and they've been mates forever. Everyone that knows them jokes, you know, that they're a couple because you know they spend so much time together. Mm. But Jimmy and Rob had a photo with I think um, Jim's mum and Jim, you know, kind of jokingly made reference to the you know hey we've we finally announced that that it's it's happened you know we're officially a couple you know mm. because he would have thought you know all his local friends would have seen it but probably forgot that he has 150,000 Instagram followers mm. and and so the overwhelming um feedback was so positive to the oh congratulations and this is great and and the same comment was made you'll save lives um this is huge yeah. and then obviously you know James um, <laughs> James woke up and to this overwhelming um, news and media and his Instagram blew up and he like had to walk it back because it was a it was a, a bit of a joke um, and not, yeah no 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 but you, you know from his end I could you know you can understand you know he, he's made reference to a long-running joke between you know him and his mate mm-hmm. and then of course when he walked it back, the, he got absolutely hounded. And, and it became a really bizarre scenario. Yeah, but then why is that a joke in the first place? It's not like a joke, something to be made a joke out of. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I can see what you're saying. but um, It's not like that. It's not like something to make a joke out of. Like, I don't find that very funny. I don't know. I think it's very um, very outdated. So he kind of had it coming. You'll need to take that up with James. I reckon he had it coming. <laughs> like, come on. Well, it just, it, it just kind of speaks to the scenario of yeah. you know, him... Um, you know, and I, 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 I saw the post. I didn't think anything but of it to be honest at the time because it. I know, yeah. I know their friendship, and yeah, it's just one of those things. He probably yeah. it's learned a good lesson I that think day. So. I, I think. think we all did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But anyway, I, I just, I was so moved by that video. Mm. Um, of Isaac Humphries and all his teammates. If you haven't seen it, go on to um, Melbourne United on Twitter. I think I'm sure SEN's reshared it as well on our on our main channels. But um, oh, it's just extremely moving. Yeah, it was really special. But um, we're going to get to a break pretty soon. We're uh, we're going to chat to Molly Strano. Can't wait for that. Strano's a gun. Yeah, Great she absolutely being. is. Yeah, yeah we're going to chat with her. I'm very, yeah, very much looking forward to that as well. But we'll go to a break now. We'll be back after this. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. Gaptaz.org.au 
Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie, Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you, flying f- through the show live from Kia Hobart this morning. And of course, kindly joined by Hobart Hurricanes' Molly Strano. Thanks for joining the show. Hey Holly, hey Brett, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. And where um, whereabouts are we uh, getting you from this morning? You're home? Uh, no, I'm in Sydney actually. We had a game yesterday and we've got another game tomorrow. So a bit of a rest day today, might head down okay, to the beach. Yep. But other than that, haven't got much on the agenda. Yeah, yep. So just a, a rest day. And what's the weather like there in Sydney? Is it shaping up to be to be nice for tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it's beautiful here at the moment. The sun's out and it's looking good um, on the radar over the next couple of days, which is good for us because uh, we need a win tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Molly, the uh, the year's been going quite well for you. You guys, girls, sorry, I've got to stop using guys as a, as a collective <laughs> term, but uh, seven and five, sitting third on the table. Mm. Uh, talk, us, talk us through the trip to La Trobe and what's coming up next. Yeah, we had the Melbourne Stars up in La Trobe during the week and we went one and one. Um, so a little bit disappointing. We're hoping to sort of sort of go two zip there and sort of seal our finals place. But um, now yeah. we're in Sydney. We've got two games to come. Oh, we had a game yesterday, sorry, and one game to come. And if we win tomorrow, um, it's looking pretty good for us to finish in the top four. So we've got a lot to play for and Ooh. we're all pretty excited. Big game. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely huge game. And how, how, how was La Trobe? I spoke to some of the locals up there. They were thrilled to, to, to host you. It's a beautiful ground up there. What was the uh, – did they put on a good spread for you? <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful spot. I've never been up to La Trobe and we stayed in Devonport. So a beautiful part of the world. Um, and, yeah. yeah, we loved playing up, up, in the, up on the north coast. So it was a good experience. And as I said, I've never been there before. So it was nice to check out the, the surrounds and, and the town. And um, it was a really good wicket as well. So, um, yeah, it was a good time up um, north of the state. So we had a good time. Was, it, was there a chance to engage the community up there? Did you get out into any of the schools or any, any community-based events? Um, yeah, well, we went to the school clinic, actually, um, but unfortunately, because the weather was so bad, um, we weren't able uh-huh. to, that wasn't oh, able to God. come to fruition, but um, there was a heap of kids at the game, which was really awesome, so we were able to engage with them uh-huh. there, and that's the, the beauty about Big Bash and some of the, um, the community grounds that we play at. Um, the players and um, the kids and everyone that's watching are in regards to the fans, you're able to sort of chat to them directly, and, and they're really close to the action, so um, in that regard, it was really good to be able to chat to some of the locals and, and meet some of the young kids that um, were there watching the game. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mole, you've been playing some absolutely brilliant cricket this season so far. How are you feeling personally with where you're at um, in the competition and, and just, yeah, how your body's feeling, all of all of those good things? Um, where's Molly at at the moment? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm think, uh, it feels like the ball's coming out okay. Um, it's a bit make or break with some of the bowling positions that I, I bowl in. I bowl in the power play and and sometimes yeah. in the power surge. So sometimes it's boom or bust. So it's just a bit of luck on the day, I guess. But um, no, I'm ticking along um, okay, thank you. Um, just recovering from a bit of a fractured wrist at the moment. So my batting, um, <laughs> there's not much to see in that department. I can't really hold a cricket bat at the moment. But um, oh. from a bowling and a, and a fielding perspective, um, I'm all systems go there. But um, yeah, just a little, I'm just unfortunate that I haven't been able to contribute with the bat this year due to um, a bit of a sore wrist. But other than that, it's, um, everything's going, ticking along nicely. Molly, you're a, you're a, you're a bit of a social beast. I'll, I'll share a quick story, so just yeah. a, uh, a bit of context for um. <laughs> I'm nervous uh, for, for Holly. Why am I nervous uh, well, too? I met, I met Molly on a uh, on an ACA Masters tour. I can't even remember where we were. Country Victoria, 
somewhere. <laughs> and um, Molly started the, the the first couple of days quite shy, yeah, very reserved. And yeah. we got we got to the sporty night, and Molly spoke, <laughs> and the roof lifted off yeah, with right. laughter, and uh, she became the the crowd favourite. Uh, put on an absolute clink. And then after that, we saw a completely different Molly. Uh, she was boozing, uh, telling jokes, holding court, you know, <laughs> big stories, it. lots of mayo. Um, and it, it was a phenomenal You've experience. you got to be able to do both. It was so cool. But what I was going to ask is how do you, how do you keep that in? You've, you've almost got to be two separate Mollies, um, you know, playing <laughs> you know, the, the professional cricketer and then the social beast. How do you, I how, get that. That's how, me. How do, you, how do you balance that? <laughs> Um, I remember it was actually in Ararat in country. Ararat, oh, it was. God. Yeah, that's right, it was. <laughs> Scenes in um, Ararat. <laughs> no, that was a great trip. But um, no, it, it can be tricky at times. I, as you said, I am a bit of a social beast, but um, I think that's the beauty of cricket. It's a social sport. And um, I always try to find little windows to um, to be social and, and enjoy the, the camaraderie and the mateship that comes along with playing the wonderful sport that is cricket. So. Yeah, I'm just going to be strategic with my little windows that I pick to um, be social and, and <laughs> head out it. into the big smoke. But, um, yeah, you're right. I've probably got multiple personalities. Um, there's Cricket <laughs> Molly and then there's um, Off-Field Molly too, who's a bit of a different beast. But, um, no, I love it. I, I love the sport. I love playing it. And, um, yeah, and I love being social as well. So um, it can be sometimes a bit tricky to balance, but I think sometimes I'm able to manage it okay. <laughs> And you're you're a, you're a bit of a veteran these days. I mean, thirty in in, yeah. in, in cricket terms has you at the uh, has you at the upper end. I don't want to you know be negative, but um, <laughs> you and you you would have noticed yourself. You've, you know, you've you've been in the system uh, an awful long time now. The the increase in professionalism. So when yeah. you came in, it probably was a little easier to be uh, you know a bit of a social beast and have a beer, and that was encouraged. Nowadays, there's rehab and recovery and stretching and, and processes. How how difficult has that been to navigate? Oh, the, the evolution of the women's game since I've been involved in the, in the last sort of decade has been phenomenal. I remember when I first started, it was, we sort of trained two nights a week and everyone had full-time, jo- full-time jobs where now being a domestic cricketer, it's pretty much full-time. So um, there's been a lot of change um, since I've been in the game. Um, but I've loved it too. I've loved the evolution of being a part of the sort of the women's game going from strength to strength and I think the Big Bash is testament of that as well, like from 01 um, to now, which we're in 08, like totally. the game's just gone from strength to strength based on the sort of professionalism and the, cha- the change in the cho- sort of um, training dynamics and the time that we are able to dedicate to our craft in, in a training um, environment. So it's been cool to be a part of it, as you said. Yeah, <laughs> I've probably had to rein it in a little bit as I've got older, um, which has been tricky at times, but um, no, nah, um, I've loved it and I love being a part of it and hopefully I've another couple of years under my belt because I'm really enjoying my time down in Hobart and yeah I'm just as you get older you just sort of get hungry for silverware so sort of want to have a bit of success with this group that we've got in Hobart and yeah, I think we can I think we've got the group to do it. Yeah absolutely and Mole what um what's for you next once this is all I guess said and done and hopefully not for a while but what's what's next for you after cricket what what do you love out, outside of the game as well or will you stay in cricket at, at some capacity and look at to sort of coaching or media or what sort of where well, yeah, where do you think you might what's next <laughs> that's a really good question actually um i'm sure at this stage but um i've had a bit of a dabble in the media side of things and i and i really enjoyed that part of You'd be amazing. That part of, um, of cricket. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a, a cricket tragic. I, I really love the game. So I, I could see myself also going down a coaching path and imparting my knowledge on the, on the, next, uh, the next generation. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, I'm still involved in cricket in some aspect because, as I said, I'm a bit of a tragic. I really love the game and, and I'd love to be involved um, post my playing career as well.
Yeah, I love that. It must be pretty special as well. I came to, I think it was a, a couple of weeks ago now, I came to watch you gals and we were down um, out at Bell Raven just before we had like a um, like a women's leadership breakfast beforehand. Um, oh, yeah. You didn't speak, but Tomo did. And anyway, it was, um, it was fantastic. And... Uh, what was it? I was saying it was just so cool to see young, like little girls in the room looking at you girls. They were out in the grandstands watching, cheering, holding up big heads of <laughs> Elise, and and it was just it was just so good to see um, these young these young girls get to I, I guess see your development all the way through and see women's sport in the spotlight from the beginning for them. Whereas for I guess for you and I, um, our generation, it wasn't. You know, we've seen it go from from sort of zero to one hundred. So it must be pretty special to see, to have those little girls in the grandstands watching you and really looking up to you. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was a, a young girl, I didn't even know that there was an Australian women's cricket team. So I sort of idolised all of the the men's players and and all the sort of yeah. the posters that I had up in my bedroom. But now, young girls, it's it's so visible now. Like with the WBBL and the Australian women's cricket team, like most of the games are on either you know. Free to, free to air TV or on KO so girls have the ability to actually watch their heroes play and I still pinch myself when young girls come up for my autograph after games and stuff like that. Um, it's all sort of happened really quickly and it's probably only the last couple of years that that sort of happened so it's so great like and the old adage is that um, young kids can't be what they can't see so it's just really good that you know female athletes across all different codes are a lot more visible now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Molly, you're an absolute legend. Best of luck. Enjoy Sydney. Uh, We'll be cheering for you. And thank you so much for joining the show. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's right. We'll go to a break after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie, Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you this morning, live from Hobart Kia. I've got some good news for you, Jeeves. Are you ready for this? Give me the good news. There is an SEN special. If you place an order on a Kia between now and the end of the year you and receive a $200 fuel voucher free of charge, all you have to do is mention SEN. I told so you I'd you get them down. I told you, you get, I'd get oh, them down. Yeah, oh, so you reckon you swindled them. <laughs> I told you I'd get them down. Yep. So all you have to do is mention SEN. Perfect. For now and the end of the year. Yep. And that's what you get. Place an order on a Kia. You Importantly, get a though, free. you'll get a phenomenal car. Yeah, but mm. you get a fuel voucher, and bloody fuel's so expensive at the moment. Yep. So yeah, that's a deal. Go do it. Nice work. See, there you go. I told you. you I'd, get your I, Kia. I told you I'd get them down. You didn't do anything. You didn't believe me. No, you didn't, mate. What a show! It's been Big cool. Show. Yeah, it's been really cool. I love chatting to Strana. She on She's that awesome. on that trip to Ararat, she put on an absolute clinic. It yeah. was phenomenal. She was gold. I wish I got to see that. The premier was perfect. He he sold us. He sold it to us really well. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah, I was really impressed with, with with all of that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Going to get our team. We got a giggle from Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. That was terrific. Yeah. Spoke to Isaac White. The old great White. It's been magnificent. But we've got to get out of here. Back yep. to our Saturday. Thanks for joining Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves will be back next Saturday. Uh, but happy Saturday, Tassie. Get Th- out there, enjoy the sunshine.